This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by Carson Wentz. The Washington Commanders quarterback in the National Football League, who is uh, now on injured reserve uh, and won't play for at least four games because he he goofed up his ring finger. It's Carson Wentz. I'm Taylor Swift. And I'm Jack Antonoff. And this is Ear Buddies. What is there to say, my dude? Buddy, there's no time. It doesn't No. We've been gone for a minute. All right. We had big we had mm-hmm. big plans for a for a exciting new season and we were Stacking, yeah. stacking the Jenga blocks and and ready to go, but it doesn't matter anymore. None of that matters because we totally forgot that Taylor Swift's new album was coming out, and then it came out. We did, and it, now here we it are. It wasn't a surprise. It was our fault. We didn't know. We we forgot, but but we have to address it. Tim, I'm like a like a junkyard dog on a chain right now. <laughs> Let's not leave the people waiting yet another week. How was your summer? I don't care, Tim. It doesn't matter. No, it's good to hear from you, though, pal. <laughs> you too. <laughs> it's really nice. But we got we got stuff to talk about. Let's do this. I have this thing where I get older but just never wiser. Midnight's become my afternoons. Oh, the tenth. The tenth studio album from Taylor, Allison Swift has arrived, Matt. It's called Midnights. Can you believe it? Yeah, Tim, I can believe it. Of course I can. This is a woman who releases albums. I expect her to release yet another. Don't jerk me around like that. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't need to... Let's... Yeah, season two, we gotta stop jerking each other around. (laughs) I was just thinking... Less less rhetoric, more substance. How about that? I think, I think that's yes. I think that's important. <laughs> and less jerking each other around. <laughs> Taylor Swift dropped this album uh, October twenty first, twenty twenty two. It is yet another big time collab. With her longtime producer and let's say it, Matt, friend, Jack Antonoff. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tim, this one, he it was it was just those two. Mm-hmm. Um, as we know, Jack has collaborated extensively with Taylor, beginning with 1989, which, mm-hmm. in his own words, uh, when he was doing Out of the Woods, um, yeah. that sort of launched his his career. But uh, yeah, this album is just the two of them. They they produced it together, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> two bu- two buddies in the studio. What could go wrong? <laughs> Tim, <sighs> pal, listen. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to do we want to couch this at all? Do we want to put any disclaimers on this about you know 
uh, uh, musical taste all being subjective and uh, people like what they like and don't like what they don't like. And it's do we want to do any of that or, or do we want to just burn this thing down? Well, listen, uh, I, I, I'm giving not, you this, this choice. Is, yeah, man, this is it's volatile, obviously. Of course. Um, here's what I want to say. And I'm going to say this now rather than waiting until the end. Yeah. Uh, criticism is a, a sign of respect. Criticism is honestly, I'll go so far as to say a sign of love. I think that if you love something and you take it seriously, you respect it enough to take it seriously, you are, criticism is a way of engaging with that. And it's not a bad thing. In fact, I think it's a necessary thing. Um, and that is what I will say about that. Okay, I love that. Keep that in, keep that in your heads as, as you listen to this, the army. I love that, pal. I'm, I'm glad you framed it this way. And I think, from, I think with that, it's time that we go, not necessarily track by track, but that we dive deep into Taylor Swift's Midnight's or as I like to call it, what if we did a whole album of just the Archer? find Taylor at her most boring. This album. Okay, yeah, I'm just going to I'll drop my my holistic take here first and then we can yeah, let's get stop, into Yeah, let's stop dancing around. Let's just nuts and bolts. <laughs> I hate this album. <laughs> it's one of the worst albums. Well, it's her worst album by far, but it's one of the worst albums I've heard in a very long time. It's such a shame. Taylor Swift has conditioned us to expect pivots in her sound, right? Uh, starts as a, as a country darling, breaks out of that, goes to pop, goes in, becomes uh, an indie, you know, the national cover artist for a, a couple albums there during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And then what? And everybody's asking, what is Midnight's going to sound like? What is she going to do next? We're all desperate to know. And I guess she just wanted to do more like lean into her worst I think impulses and Jack's worst impulses absolutely I think they enabled each other to make an album so boring so down tempo so edgeless that I am I am really despondent about it man I think it's <laughs> I think it's such a letdown I am too and look this is this is why I said the thing about criticism is because you, him, and I are serious Taylor Swift fans. Mm -hmm. We we're we we respect and admire this woman and her art and her. Oh yeah, I hope that I should hope that's clear after season yes. one of Ear Buddies. Yes, right. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. She, she's the main thing we've talked about on this podcast. <laughs> that's pretty much for yeah. the most part. And so we we are not haters here. No, but but yeah, Tim, I'm completely with you. I, I, well, a cool thing about me is that I somehow obtained the leak of this album 
Um, Just, I mean, that's cool. Probably, well, yeah, probably, I don't know, 14 hours before it was going to drop anyway. If it were me, I wouldn't admit that on a hot mic, but go on. (laughs) I somehow I said, Um, yeah, okay. I was just listening to it despondent, my friend. I was, I was, Mm -hmm. I was, I didn't know what to do. And I think you're exactly right because we've heard what Taylor can do and we've heard what Jack can do. You know, Side note, uh, Jack also produced, along with uh, Maddie and George, the latest, the 1975 album. And I'm not sure if you've heard that, Tim. I um, actually haven't, no. It is... It is pretty great i mean it's it's definitely it's some of jack's far better instincts and impulses coming to to the surface okay and so these are both it's not i don't think either of these either taylor or jack are like past their prime right far from Uh -uh. it i i just think that maybe they should have had an extra dude in the studio or an extra an extra lady i don't know get another lady or a dude in there (laughs) I agree with you completely, bro. Is it safe to say that this is a segment of See, I Told You So? It does seem like that. Okay, because we did our Jack Antonoff episode last year. We talked a lot about, because at that time, he had a bunch of singles dropping, kind of all, that he produced all at the same time, um, Lord most prominently. And you know, this guy's fingerprints are all over all these female pop artists' stuff all at the same time, and it all kind of sounds the same. You did this great expose, I would say, of you played like five songs all in a row that sound exactly the same, That five different songs that Jack produced for different artists that all have this same 80s synth sound, really washed out, verby um down tempo kind of just easy to listen to washes over you stuff that he leans on so heavily i guess it 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 feels kind of like that's all all he and taylor wanted to do with this is just there are two drum beats on this album man i was going to say there are well. three technically there are three but <laughs> but 12 out of the 13 songs Bro, are either four on the floor, sub bass. Or like a uh, sort of uh, trap beat, heavy, slow down, halftime, like, uh, you know, laid back tempo groove. That's yep. all they do. I just can't, I can't understand it. It's really I, boring. It's, 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 it's confusing. Yeah. And, and the thing is too, um, with those beats, mm-hmm. especially the, the halftime trappy, uh, beats, Taylor, oh boy, um, for some reason, Tim, I don't know why, but she is not very good at writing melodies over those beats. And I say that because she's written roughly two or three melodies over that kind of beat. 
and it's in a number of songs. Oh. And you know what I'm talking about. It's the 16th sort of one note until the end where she drops or goes up. Yeah. Um, okay. There are countless examples. Yeah. And that's not bad in and of itself, but why do that so many times in a row and make it one album? It's like she it's like she listened to the XX recently and it <laughs> was just like, can we do that? Can I do one of those albums? And that's, that's all we that's just that's pretty it. funny. That's the whole the whole thing. I mean I don't know how deep we want to go track by I, like I don't I don't feel the need honestly to to take this track by track although I do want to just call out a few yeah yeah um, let's, let's snow on the beach featuring Lana Del Rey Matt this is just a Lana Del Rey song covered by Taylor Swift is it not it is I mean even with the title you know yeah. I can't pick Lana out of the mix. <laughs> no, I know. She might not be in there. I don't know <laughs> I re- what to say about I really that. don't know. Where I really are you? don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, she's... We're, we are to believe that Lana's in there somewhere, but I don't... I'm not sure. <laughs> but... And I think it's because Taylor is doing her best Lana impression. It's this yeah. low, alto, breathy, you know, sort of cigarette smoke vocals again the reason I'm so bummed about this album is because Taylor has given us such high highs in the past yes yep I've said that Red is my favorite Taylor Swift album because it is varied and because she still seems to believe in the value of a killer hook and a good chorus uh, and 1989 is that way too, and especially though on the Max Martin tracks. Um, yeah. Well, and also, also, I'm gonna, you know, in light of of Midnight, yeah, I, I have I have more positive to say about Reputation. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like totally. Because. That was that was my I, a lot of people's, mine included, um, sort of worst Taylor album. And well, until now, uh, because with Midnight, like I'm, I'm seeing a bit of a jacklash, if I may, Tim. I'm seeing on on the on the forums, people are they're sort of mm-hmm. sick of this of this guy, and and they're a lot of them. I mean, you can blame both of them certainly, but I'm seeing there's more obvious uh, pushback in the public square against this one, I think. Yes, bro, of course, to your point, um, gotta give some props to Caleb Gammon on Twitter, who posted a video of himself testing himself to see if he could detect whether a song on the new album was produced by Jack Antonoff or not. Uh, Guessing whether or not Jack Antonoff produced a song as quickly as possible. Yep. 
that's him. Yep. He like films himself, and it literally <laughs> he has to just hear the bass drum hit so that's him. once, and then he says, "Oh, yep, that's him." Yep. Because he has created such a signature sound, which I guess is a good thing, uh, that it can be detected instantly, literally instantly by by most listeners. Yeah. Right. I was I was honestly jealous of that video, Tim. I was like, oh, we should have done that a day before, you know. But <laughs> no, but, yes. but and that's but that's that's what's interesting too about Jack, I suppose, is because mm. uh, with the, a lot of other stuff. My example here is again the 1975 album. Um, yep. You can't really tell. Like he's working, mm. he's working in a way, and like it is far less. Um, computer glop all over everything there's far less uh you know subby well there's none of that really so he can he clearly has range and talent and ability who's to blame for this is it taylor it because her name is on the album right so Mm -hmm. it Jack does have a style, but it is pretty clear that this is the album Taylor wanted to make. Yes, absolutely. You're talking shit for the hell of it. Addicted to betrayal, but you're relevant. You're terrified to look down. It's not the album I wanted. (laughs) It is not. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, but if this is your cup of tea then sure you're hearing us talk about this and you know you say so what we, right so you didn't get the out so we didn't get what we wanted right um but if this is the sort I, of thing you like then this would be the sort of thing that you like and i do get that's right <laughs> that's right but i i truly do believe though pal that we're not we're not crazy for thinking that this could have been that this could have been different and maybe should have been different yeah no no i i, I agree with us <laughs> i mean i really <laughs> i really do think because this doesn't it doesn't feel like a contrarian take here right sure. and there are so now and this is another thing and i i feel the need to preemptively defend us um and opinions like this because you know yeah. you see uh, in on Twitter and all over the place um, these sort of it's like a let people enjoy things uh, but styled specifically around Taylor. You know what I mean? Yes. Like D- dig dig into this. Sure, yes. absolutely. It's like uh, a lot of people are well, the author John Green, for example. Um, uh-huh. are coming out of the woodwork and saying, you know, let's not let's not all be mad about why we don't like this album or why we hate Taylor. She's building community and, mm. uh, you know, her music is good. Sure, you know, and, and from uh-huh. kind of all different angles. And, you know, my least favorite, Tim, is the one uh, where people say, uh, don't pretend... That you you don't like Taylor Swift, like it doesn't make you look smarter to criticize her. Okay, well, okay, I don't think that's what's happening here. 
No, I want you to. I want you to say why though. I like. I. I think this is a really interesting thing. How. How much are we allowed to be frustrated that an artist with total agency and boy, you know, has anyone proven that she has agency over her work more than Taylor Swift in the last year or two? How how mad are we allowed to get that we didn't get the album that we wanted? Full of hooks, full of catchy melodies. That, you know, that's sure. what I'm asking. Okay, yes. Well, I mean, I'm I'm allowing myself to be pretty annoyed. And and keeping in mind obviously that this mm-hmm. is an artist who is a separate person from me and I understand that she can yeah. she doesn't owe anybody anything and that's actually true right like yeah you do right. whatever you want baby girl you make an album of jazz standards if you wish it's you uh-uh. that's totally up to you but knowing knowing that she has the control and agency that she has and not only that but the ability uh mm. And kind of leans like why my question is Taylor, why even do this? Why release this? Because like it's it's you are good enough, you're smart enough to know what this sound is like. Are you not? Sure. That's kind of my that's kind of part of my thing. But let me let me uh I've I've dug, you know, a six foot deep hole here and I wanna take it a little bit to the left. I don't want to go further down, but I want to expand. Yeah, um, that's fracking, baby. Go ahead. <laughs> that's right, and it is legal, and I am allowed to do it. Uh, so, I I saw a very interesting um, comment. I don't re- remember exactly where, but it was something along the lines of part of the fun of, or part of the experience, I suppose, of of following Taylor's career is the marriage of terrible taste with incredible talent. <laughs> so, let us let us let let's let's let that marinate for a second, but uh-huh. it's it seems pretty obvious what it means. If she was still in the country world and she uh-huh. hadn't and she hadn't crossed over, well, bad taste is good taste over there. Hmm. And I think not not that she's not a, a queen of sort of whatever she decides to be now. But right. but I don't know what the highest the highest roost you can can perch on in country music is, but she would that would be where she is right now. Because Absolutely. We're also thinking, Tim, and, and I, I hate to crack open this egg, um, but it's necessary. Uh have you heard the lyrics? Okay, pal, right. I was wondering uh, how we were going to get there because I need to talk to you about the lyrics. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of lyrics to look at here, you know, yeah. and, and listen to and read. That's right. That's right. She put a she she put a lot of words down here on the a record. Of, a lot of sixteenth notes. A lot of syllables. Yeah, I am. I am not a great uh, lyrical analyst. So, Matt. Would you please lend us your uh, your expert read on this? How how am I to feel about the the sexy baby monster on a hill ness of it all? Yeah, Tim, uh, you're supposed to feel. I don't want to say offended because that can't be right. <laughs> But, but it's something it's something akin to that. 
Uh, yeah. Because yeah, but okay. Let's 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 touch on that. Sexy, the sexy yeah, baby line. That's first of all. I want to say as a huge Taylor Swift fan, as and a huge Dirty Rock fan. Um, yeah. She did not. She did not write that as a reference to Thirty Rock. Come on, bro. Somebody got somebody got like eighty thousand likes on Twitter explaining. No, 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 guys. This was a clever line because it's a callback to a Thirty Rock line. Tim, like people just accepted that. As I, no, everyone said, "Cool, yeah, that makes sense." I of am course. not joking when I say I have Thirty Rock essentially memorized, and I know, <laughs> I know what happens. That is not. It makes no sense. So I want to move past that. But okay, not let's not get hung up on the sexy baby line because there's a lot yeah, of no. bad stuff in here, right? There's a lot of bad stuff. Uh, we've got uh-huh. um, draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. Um, I'm hmm. sure you've seen. Some commentary on that. Um, uh, put me in the basement when I want the penthouse of your heart. Um, sp- oh, uh, here's now what I, I think. I- now I just think that's clever. <laughs> here's, here's what I think is really clever. I'm only cryptic and Machiavellian because I care. Hmm. Can't believe I missed that one as I listened. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm sort of glad you did. Uh, one that I, one that I I guess my well I have so many faves. But one is um, sit quiet, sit quiet by my side in the shade, and not the kind that's thrown. I mean the kind under where a tree has grown. Okay, that is terrible lyric writing. I'm- I want to, dude, because the thing the thing is right. A good thirty five percent of the Taylor Swift experience, quote unquote, is caring about these lyrics and trying to read into them. Right? Oh, um, if not more, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and here especially I find the music so dull that I think there are so few hooks or even attempts at melodic hooks on this record mm-hmm. that I have to think she really wants us to parse these lyrics because what else is there? That's right. That's right. There's not there's not much else but the lyrics, really. And what you're telling me is that <laughs> is that there's not a lot of reward to be gained in in that parsing, huh? Well, buddy, look, I mean, it's and this is another frustrating thing, because as I have said before, longtime listeners will remember Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift is not a poet. She is a good when she when she is a good lyricist, she's a good lyricist because she's a honest diarist. Right. Yes. She's 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 writing St. Augustine's confessional, you know, like that. That's Mm. what is happening at her best and that's why she has millions of fans, and that's why girls who, uh, you know, stumbled across her when they were seven are ride or die for her still. Which it's is why she, it's why she had the permission, essentially, from the world to release a seventy-five minute version of All Too Well. That's exactly. that's exactly right. And and I to that I tip my little critic's cap. Remember that one I used to wear. I do. <laughs> it's it's on again now. And uh-huh. I, I say I say congratulations and well done. But but like this oh Tim also I don't know if you know this. Do you know about her three different kinds of songs that she claims that she writes? No. When she accepted the like songwriter of the decade at the Nashville Songwriter Awards, right? Okay. Which was just like I think a month or two ago. Uh, and she said that she, she started talking talking shop. 
Yeah, well, hey, it's the songwriters awards. They know what's up. And she, she said, "Hey, let me let me share a little secret with you all. There are three kinds of songs." But listen, pull out your notebooks and paper. No, you're gonna want to write this down. Yeah, this is what's worse because there aren't three kinds of songs. She writes three kinds of songs: glitter gel pen songs, okay. fount, fountain pen songs, and quill pen songs. And of course, that's not difficult mm. to understand. Glitter gel sure, pen is, you know, having a party. Fountain pen is the diary. And interestingly, the quill pen thing, I'm like, baby. Like, is that when you're talking about stuff that happened in the Hamptons in the late, like, 80s? And it is. Um, that's when she's corresponding with her lover overseas in 1865. Right. That's what I believe she thinks folklore and evermore are. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, all that being said, there's no there there with these lyrics, Tim. There's just really mm. not. It's it seems it's 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 kind of embarrassing to read because she's striking out into a, a, a medium into which she has had very little success, which is essentially poetry, right? Like yeah. that's that's what she's trying to do, and and it works so well when she does something like sorry to go this far back but like love story right sure that makes complete artistic sense but then mm-hmm. she's coming in and and she's drowning herself in a in a bathtub of self-referentialism like it's it she can't sure. get over her own and this is i think another thing that i mentioned on the last taylor swift episode is like she's beginning to believe mean, she has she's fa- too far into it she believes the the hero building and the mythology surrounding her and she plays into it i know it's it's a terrible insult and i mean it like that i mean i mean it uh, sincerely but yeah that is the that is a, a terrible terrible pit for an artist to fall in i don't know how you get out of it i hope that she does and again, I know that she can because there's there's no way that she's. I honestly think she's probably. Well, I'm gonna say this with a couple of my fingers and toes crossed, but like maybe she hasn't written her best song yet. It's very possible. She's 32. Yeah. You know, she probably well, right. she's got a lot left in her. She's just going down. She's choosing all the wrong adventures. I th- I think she needs to get Jack out the studio. Get that dude out of here. I, I agree. I agree. The well is dry, I think, in terms of collaborating with Jack Antonoff. Yes, sir. That dude's very talented. Taylor is very talented. This was, what, their fifth or sixth time collaborating on an album? Seems like you've squeezed that sponge. I think I think it's time to knock on someone else's door. Someone who encourages her to try different things... The lyrical stuff, you know, I don't know. <laughs> that's a I don't tough know what, one, yeah. That's a tough, you know, right. She needs to, you know, disappear into Columbia the woods for a few something. months. Yeah. Oh, and, hey, yeah. speaking of disappearing into the woods, she dropped those more songs, the 3 a.m. tracks, right? And yeah. those were produced, by and large, by Aaron Desner of The National, who had worked on right. uh, the other. And, like, it is, I mean... Is you can I I don't love them I think they're pretty good um but it's you can tell instantly that this was not Jack. Lock broken, slur spoken, wound 
open game token I didn't know you were keeping count Rain soaking blind hoping This was somebody other than Jack and I perhaps that is all you need to get yourself out of this you know bizarre I mean it's just it's so weird to me too like it's not even it's not even good to listen to no dude it's not an album i want to put on no and i i understand it's it's good it's good lo-fi beats to relax slash study to dude i mean that's there you go i man the only one the only thing one that i can say like kind of anything about positive i guess is um you're on your own kid Mm -hmm. and that's because it has a core progression yes I took notes track by track, and that's the only one where I wrote pretty good. <laughs> that's right. It's pretty good. It's but pretty good. A, but but Taylor, look, Taylor, it's your fault that you have lifted yourself to this high standard. You, No one else on earth has done it. You are a multinational yeah. conglomerate. You are a brand. You are... You are. You have a carbon footprint. Okay, that's and, right. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think, Taylor, you've like you've lifted yourself this high, and we are so impressed. And so that's why I'm. That's why I'm mad. Like yeah. you, I know what you can do. I'm like, it's like that. The um, this is goodwill those, hunting. Yeah. Yes, thank yes. you. I was gonna say the Karate Kid. <laughs> yes. Either way, <laughs> sure. Friday Night Lights, maybe. Taylor, Come on. listen. Don't let Taylor, me down. Listen, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's just important to me that the army understands where we're coming from with this because it's it's fraught. Um. And, you know, there are a lot of civil wars fought um, about Taylor's output. Yeah. And I really do believe that, like, the people who love it the most should be on the front lines of the critics. And critic is not a negative word. Yes. It's an important task. It's an important job. I want every, I want the Swifties to understand, to really take to heart, there is room for dissent. Okay, Mm. it's tough to get a solid read on a new Taylor album because everyone loses their mind and there's it immediately becomes political. And it's like, how do I what do I say here? Right. Or or you're so deep in as you've been since you were 10 years old that you can't possibly think of anything negative to say. Of course, it's the best thing you've ever heard. Right. I've made 20 fan cams of Taylor at this point. What am I going to do? Say this one's not that good. Right. It is. It is entrenched. uh, Exactly. I say to you that it is a high and noble cause to critique the things that you love, even the things that you love the most mm-hmm. and you think are beyond critique. Nothing is beyond critique, even this podcast. <laughs> so please leave us a five-star review. This is Okay, fine. <laughs> That's good. T- 
Okay, but two, two, most of that, I mean sincerely. Two things. First, I hope in season two we can really plumb the depths of this, your philosophy on criticism, because I'm loving this. I'm loving the taste of this. I want more of it, pal. Yep, me too. It's a new, it's a more mature ear buddies this season. I think that's, you know what? I think it's <laughs> cerebral this time, right? It really is. Let's do it. And two, to close us out, let me just say, I would forgive so much of my frustrations with this album if on the cover there was actually a cigarette or something in Taylor's mouth for that lighter to be lighting. What is she doing? It's, she's, she's implying the coolness of smoking. Tim, I just I think, I just, I just don't quite get it. And I think, no. I think if she had a, I think if she had a cig in her mouth right there, I would say, I would think the album was better. I would think the album was better. I'd say <laughs> maybe she, she's trying to do something here. But when I look at that, I just think, I don't know what you, I don't even know what you're trying to do here. I, I truly don't think that girl has smoked a cigarette, which I was is just weird gonna to ask, say you, about someone. I know. I, I actually don't think she has. I was everyone, gonna, everyone has by the time they're 32, but I don't think she has. <laughs> I, here I was going to bet that maybe she is a closet smoker, but it's not for us to know. <laughs> no, that's for God and Jack and Taylor and Joe. <laughs> Your buddies will continue in just a moment. This episode of Ear Buddies is brought to you by North Dakota's own Carson Wentz. Hey, Matt. Hey, Tim. Season two of Ear Buddies is off and running. And what better way to kick it off than with a fabulous, loyal, heroic, talented lead sponsor, Carson Wentz. I am shocked, Tim, that we have yet to to have that fellow sponsor the pod but it is it's great Be, why are you laughing because we, well i'm saying that usually you know we we tend to if we get if we want a sponsor we i don't know how we do it man but our outreach system it's is a gift perfect from god if we want someone to sponsor the pod they will bring us the money they'll they'll sponsor the show it's incredible but somehow 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 yeah we just never never even asked carson to sponsor despite our respect for him and our admiration <laughs> that's right that's right have you seen him throw a spiral it's carson wentz the washington commanders football quarterback now tim he joined I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Not your fault. He joined the NFL in 2016 and played for the Philadelphia Eagles until 2020. Then he joined the Colts, the Indianapolis Colts. He was with them for one year. Now, 
He is with the Commanders in Washington, formerly a slurred nickname. Now, the very cool Commanders. And he did goof up his, his, his throwing hand, and so he's on injured reserve, not playing, hanging out on the sidelines right now. But doggone it, is he looking good on the sidelines, Matt? Yeah, Tim, I don't know if you've seen this, and I don't know if the Army has, although I assume that they, like us, have a Google alert for Carson Wentz drip. Um, <laughs> and wouldn't you know it, what do I see in my my inbox a couple of weeks ago? But Carson Wentz dripping like a leaky faucet. He was wearing... Well, you know, I'm sure we'll we'll put this picture up on the social, but he was wearing what can only be described as a camouflage blazer and a fedora with a feather in it. That's that's the only way I can describe what he was wearing, because that's what it was. And he strutted out there to that press conference or whatever it was, proud as a peacock, just <laughs> shaking his little tail feathers. I think the I think the blizzard had swayed uh, patches on the elbow, if I'm correct. Um, <laughs> styled by the best, styled by the night security guard at Menards, just absolutely <laughs> fabulous stuff. Uh, so, Matt, have you followed Carson's professional football career very closely now tim i'm so glad you asked because i was just about to admit that i have not and i was going to ask because of Mm. course as we all recall it hasn't been that long since we've been uh in your ear holes that's Um, right we here at ear buddies we like to we prefer if we can to have our sponsors um (laughs) sort of desperate um sort of (laughs) Sort of looking for some pop, yeah, sort of at right. the end of their rope, and and so yes, uh, we're willing me, to bring in the the wayward sheep to our right, flock, one hundred percent. And to me, Tim, it seems like, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I very well could be. Uh, a few years ago, when Carson signed with the uh, the Eagles, mm-hmm. that uh, Bismarck, North Dakota, was ablaze, fireworks <laughs> every night, pontoon <laughs> parties, the hounds. Were, they were fox hunting. It was a party. <laughs> and I know it was really big for all of us then. And so I knew that had happened. And, of course, I was under the impression, mistakenly, that he was marrying Miss America. I know that's no, no longer true. It was never yeah. true. I was wrong the whole time. Uh, but uh, I believe he's now married and has, like, four beautiful children. <laughs> four. <laughs> and two, two hunting dogs. Um, yes, but, but here's my thing, Tim. I don't, I haven't followed much since then, since the fox hunts and the, the jamborees. Um, it doesn't seem to to my untrained, uh, eyes, it doesn't seem like it's great to be shuffled around between a number of teams over a short period of time. Uh, he was with the Colts. Now he's with the commanders. How is he doing? I mean, I know he goofed up his finger, but... (laughs) His finger's a little goofed up right now, but Carson, hmm, I think the consensus generally in the National Football League is that Carson Wentz is going to be a respectable backup quarterback 
probably for the rest of his career. Hurts to hear. Say more. Yeah. You know, he had a nice stretch with the Eagles. There was a little bit of MVP buzz. That's most valuable mm-hmm. player, Matt. Yeah, sure, he, sure, sure. I got that. And then he then he tore his ACL. That's that's some ligament, Matt. I don't want to talk about that any further. Sure. Uh, and coming back from the injury, I guess he was never quite the same. Something happened with with his accuracy, making bad decisions downfield. Eventually, kind of got run out of Philadelphia, which tends to happen, I guess, in Philadelphia. <laughs> I mean, how can you expect to stay there very long? It's the only way to leave town. Uh, <laughs> then, then it shows up on on uh, the Colts, and I believe I believe they were in the running for the playoffs that year, and then they lost to, I think, the worst team in the league to to lose their playoff spot. And it was all basically uh, Carson's fault. So uh, they gave him the boot. He got the rare run out of town in Indianapolis situation. That's weird. Yeah. And now he finds himself, Matt, in the, in our nation's capital. No, he's not at the Pentagon. No, he's not in the halls of Congress. He is at the practice facility of the Washington <laughs> Commanders football team. And he's standing on the sidelines in that drip, wearing that hat, wearing that camo got a little headset on so he can talk with the backup quarterback who's filling in for him for the next month what sort of 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 substantive actionable information is carson perhaps giving uh the backup quarterback when he's got his little headset on and his little feather and his little fedora what's he saying well matt only only the two of them can truly know but um you think they're praying i think they might be I think there's some element of spirituality there. I think um, he might be giving him words of encouragement, like, hey, that was a pretty nice toss, pal. Or, <laughs> right. Um, Dude, that's, that's why I asked, because I I can only imagine. I mean, what is he, is hey, he saying? Was, Watch, like, look out behind you? Hey, that was a, that was a pretty nice toss, pal. <laughs> yeah, that, it, like... <laughs> that was, you got to... Got a defender on your on your tail there. All right, you'll get him next time, buddy. That kind of thing. Sure, I goofed up my finger. <laughs> Barbecued at my place. I'd be with out my there, four kids. I'd be out there myself, pal. But my fingers all goofed up. <laughs> well, what I wouldn't what I wouldn't give to be in your place right now. I tell you what, miss the feel of the pigskin in the old hands, but I just wouldn't wouldn't feel right with this goofed up finger. I uh, got my beautiful wife and my Lord Jesus Christ to go home to and my two hunting dogs and my four kids. All right. See you next weekend, buddy. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah, that's that's the kind of material that's happening. I'd expect it as much. Yeah. Um, And from here, who's to say, Matt, he may come back from the scoofed up finger and, uh, you know, like, I mean, listen, the commanders just beat the Green Bay Packers, arguably. Oh you know, uh, a team with a better reputation. Yeah, uh, I've heard of them. So look, could we be looking at sort of a Cinderella run for Carson Wentz? Could we be talking about him come playoff time in January and February? Matt, it's possible. <laughs> I don't want to rule it out. Um, <laughs> That's all I needed to hear. Okay, I mean, that's great. <laughs> Obviously, but, I but am if, fully backing if, this guy. If I can if I can gaze into the mind palace of Carson Wentz though for just a moment. If I had to guess, 
If Carson's season ends, the team doesn't make the playoffs, he's going home in January. I mean, listen, it wouldn't shock me if Carson was just as happy as a clam to be sitting in a tree stand waiting for that deer to come <laughs> around the corner. He's got his camo jacket on, suit jacket, but he's got a little orange on it so he doesn't get shot himself. <laughs> and he's got that deer in his sights and down he goes. I think if I think if Carson gets that chance come January, maybe mm-hmm. he's not in the playoffs, but but heck, maybe Maybe he's going to make some some deer sausage or some jerky or something for the family. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I got to think that brings that guy just as much joy as, as any sort of postseason run. That's what I was thinking, too. He doesn't seem to have this sort of killer lizard brain of, say, a Tom Brady, right? <laughs> sure. Or a, a John Elway, perhaps. <laughs> He seems no, right. like a man of simpler tastes and pleasures and and a good home-cooked meal and, uh, you know, a roll in the hay with Miss America. Probably all. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there, right? That's living. That's living. God, God guns and my two dogs. <laughs> it's Carson Wentz, NFL quarterback, devoted husband, Follower of Christ and good-looking dude. He's dripping, man. As you, as you said, Matt, I mean, sopping wet. <laughs> just caught in the rain dripping. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> what a look. It's Carson Wentz. Welcome back to Ear Buddies, the season two premiere Hello, my buddy. Hello, my good buddy. Time for another killer edition of Circling Back, Matt. We're revisiting a topic that we've discussed already once on this pod. You know, we, it's, we, we don't want to shock listeners with too many new topics. And so we try to, we try to, <laughs> you know, keep it, uh, Keep it within a, a, a curated list of, of items that we'll ever bring up. That's right. And today we we must, we must talk about the When We Were Young Festival in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's every single emo band ever. All, it is. It is. It literally all there is. in Vegas. Yep. And what did we say? What did we say, Matt, when we when we got to talking about this? Oh, you know what? This is starting to sound a bit like Rush Limbaugh on the Golden Mic. <laughs> yes, I see. Uh, I told you so. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, it is. <laughs> maybe it is. Um, I think we said it's going to be sort of a fire festival mm-hmm. of a pop punk festival, and uh, wouldn't you know it? Lo and behold. The angels have blown their horns, and the wind in Las Vegas got so rowdy yesterday. Because mm-hmm. this is happening in real time, folks. This is, you know, right. this is now. It was this, yes, the 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 initial week, because I think they're doing it again next weekend, theoretically. 
I think they think they're doing it again next weekend. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> but every yeah, every emo head is is in Vegas right now. Yep, just up, walking up and down the strip, batting their lashes at each other, flipping their <laughs> little hairs at each other. Uh, but yeah, what happened was the wind got too crazy. Like, and they announced ten minutes before mm. at the festival grounds that actually this wasn't happening. Um, now, fortunately, all emos are straight edge, which means that they don't <laughs> smoke or drink. So I'm sure that they were leaving in an orderly fashion and being polite. But then you've got the Las Vegas Strip just crawling with be-jeaned and, and, and be-spectacled uh, old emo kids oh, looking, my, for, looking for a party. My man, my man. Everybody in their jinkos, everybody in their hot topic drip, and it's and and everyone is thirty eight years old or older. That's right. Yep, that's right. It's perfect. But look, Tim, let me let me let me lighten up this this dark story for you and the army a little bit. Mm-hmm. Apparently, reports came across my desk uh, <laughs> that these bands were mm-hmm. just playing pop up shows sort of wherever they would have them. Sure. Uh, like free shows at, you know, uh, somebody's bar and grill or somebody's backyard pool party or whatever. Yes. Um, now that's, that would be tough for me, Tim, because as a big fan of a lot of these bands, mm. I would I would be getting some real FOMO, which um, I don't know if you know the term means fear of missing out that's yes. if i'm if i'm at the hawthorne heights uh show and then why am i'm not at the we the kings show <laughs> and if i'm at the we the Kings show i'm not at the boys like girls show is anybody like, at the we the kings show though <laughs> well they were there tim okay <laughs> okay my, my assumption is that they they bundled themselves into sort of guesting with another band to bro come i on some stage and sing I somehow know and and can can report uh, and and verify that we the kings in in anticipation of this weekend released a new single called When We Were Young. Is that true, or are you jerking me it's around true. again? No, no, no. I'm not. No more jerking each other around, Matt. Not this season. That's really funny. So, that's really funny. I mean, no, but what a what a what an incredible thing though. Yeah, the All-American Rejects are at Soul Belly Barbecue. You've got red jumpsuit apparatus down the street. Hawthorne Heights over here. Armor for Sleep over there. What a what an amazing moment. And emo kids just strewn all over town. Yep. I mean, it sounds it sounds it sounds it sounds like heaven. It does. Yeah, it does. exactly. <laughs> well, that's that's amazing. I mean, you could go, you could just roll your way down the strip and catch everybody's top single if you were if you timed it right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's like, right. I mean, that's way better than standing and paying fourteen ninety five for a cold, but not that cold Budweiser. You know. That's exa- yes. You said it, Bud. You you know, 
if if this festival must go the way of Fire Festival, this is this is such a happier ending than all those cool dudes on the island got. And you know why? It's because of God's justice. And <laughs> what I what I mean by that is, <laughs> you have a bunch of rich sort of pricks flying with their uh-huh. parents' money and you know stolen taxes. Uh, going to an island to party and 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 do uppers and psychedelics and and you know roll in the hay with one another. Um, uh-huh. God does not look kindly on that, and He's going to send down a, a mighty flood, which is uh, sort of what He did. But you've got a bunch of pure-hearted, <laughs> straight edge, <laughs> straight edge, waiting until marriage, emo kids. <laughs> And they have re-ironed their hair, and they've gotten their eyeliner out of their closet, and they put the, the studs back on their belts. Now, yeah. our Lord in heaven looks kindly on that, and he says, <laughs> well, you know, God writes straight with crooked lines. And even if the devil, as he obviously tried to cancel this concert, the, the Lord said, no. I have a better plan for you, my children. And much like Moses bringing the Israelites into the promised land, mm-hmm. or any number of other stories. Much, much, much like this, yes. <laughs> the Lord brought, he, he, he spread a, he set a table for his children and said, you have, there are 45 courses. <laughs> And the first one is armor for sleep. And coming up next is, is my chemical room. And they're all backlined and one right after the other. And that's that's the moral of the story is that you should be a good person. Sin and, City and no more. Think, no, it was that it was not Sin City that day. Let me tell you what, buddy. God bless. God bless those skinny little well they're him not only are they they're older than us most of them that's right so I can't really condescend in the way I have been but still God's children yeah. <laughs> Matt you said it all perfectly I <laughs> I really did I really did I'm I'm glad, I'm glad we circled back to this I'm I'm so glad we're back in the in the pod chairs and, Me too, buddy. And I think, you know, we we had to talk Taylor, obviously. Had to get yes. that off the table. Yes. We uh, we will be back with you again. When, folks? That's, yes, Mondays. That's true. I'm hearing Mondays. Yes, that's right. Never going to miss a Monday. Tim, uh, you know, we can talk about our summer next week. Mm. We can, you know, do a thorough recap or whatever. This was important to do now, like we did, talking about Taylor, talking about Jack, getting it all out there. Uh, and like you said, just what a what a thrill and a gift to be back in the pod chair with my buddy, making some making some sweet criticism hmm. for oh. the masses, for the army. Hallelujah, Amen. Talk to you later, pal. Talk to you later, pal. Thank you.